What's up, fellow hardliners? Welcome back to the Build and Keep Fitness Podcast. My name is Timothy Averill. Thank you so much for joining me as I document and share with you all my fitness journey, including the challenges I face, progress I make, and things I learn along the way for you to benefit from. I did the intro flawless. That's like one of the first times I've done that, so I'm very proud of myself. But anyway, in today's episode, um, kind of piggybacking off of Monday's episode where we talked about the triceps and the exercises to do with the triceps, we're going to be talking about the triceps, the shoulders, and the chest, um, and what exercises you can use to work those, and put it all together in a push workout, which if you don't know what a push workout is, it's working the push group of muscles, which is shoulder, chest, and triceps. Um, so this kind of push workout would go, would fit into a push-pull leg split. Um, last week we did a pull workout, so this week we're doing a push workout. Next week we're probably going to be doing a leg workout. If you don't get where this is going, I'm kind of building a, I'm slowly building a push-pull leg split workout, um, like weekly workout routine, um, one kind of section at a time. So instead, we're going to be talking about the push day portion of this, um, workout program. Um, and I will say it's much more organized. If you watched, if you listened to the pull video and it was kind of a hot mess, this one's a lot more organized. I got more like clear on what I want to share with y'all and how I want to share it. So I think this episode is going to be a really great episode. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, just quick kind of, um, run through of what we're going to be talking about. So, you know, what we're going to be talking about as we go through the episode. Um, first I'm going to go over the priorities that like I kept in mind. Uh, that I was thinking about while designing this workout. <clears throat> um, some of these are for myself. Like for instance, I wanted to include an upper chest movement because I have a w- very like I have a weakness in my upper chest in terms of like aesthetic weakness. Like I have no development in the upper chest, so that's definitely something that I want to prioritize. Obviously, if you have a lower chest, you can like your upper chest is very well developed, but you have a poorly developed lower chest then you can substitute in a lower chest. Point being, if there's something specific for me, um, I'll mention it and I'll give potential examples as to how you could change that and adjust that for you. Um, but most of it is just general things that I want to keep in mind because I, I thought they were important to include in a push workout. So after we go over those priorities, then we're going to go over kind of exercises that I brainstormed, thinking of these priorities for each of the three muscle groups, chest, shoulders, and triceps. So just I'm quickly just kind of going to list off the exercise that I thought of immediately when I looked at these priorities. So you can kind of get an idea of what I was, what exercises I was looking at. And I think it's just a cool um, way to show you like some good prominent um, exercises for each of the muscle group in a quick, um, quick fire way. Then we're actually going to get into the workout. So I'm going to talk about the exercises, exercises I actually chose um, and in the order of the excuse me, and in the order I put them, then I'm going to talk about like the actual rep scheme, set and rep scheme, um, and the rest period for them, and go into more of the specifics of why I picked the exercises, why I put them in certain places, what benefits they have, etc, etc. And that's going to be how I'm going to go through this episode. So trust me, it's going to be a great episode. You should definitely stay tuned and listen through it, um, because I actually am organized (laughs) on on this episode which it's not a first, but it's a nice change of pace because I, I have a solid structure for this ex- episode. So if you don't like my content because I'm very like kind of all over the place, this will be a nice change for you. <laughs> so anyway, going into the priorities, I wanted to keep in mind um, while making this workout. First of all, I wanted to make sure obviously that I hit all three muscle groups. Unfortunately, sometimes people, when they do a push workout, they'll do chest and shoulders, but then they'll just kind of work the, work the triceps 
um, they'll just say they're working the triceps in the chest and shoulder movements and they're not actually getting any tricep isolation work in, which is not great if you're trying to develop your tricep. It's not the ideal. You want to be, you want to make sure you're working all three of the muscle groups and that you're at least somewhat evenly distributing the work between them. Obviously, if you, now you can adjust that a little bit, but you, my point, the point for that, <clears throat> excuse me, the point I was trying to make when saying somewhat evenly distribute the work between them is that just to emphasize the fact that you need to be working all three of them. Now, if you're someone who's really trying to just develop your chest and that's your goal, obviously you can adjust it a little bit, cut back a little bit maybe on the shoulder and the um, tricep volume to add a little bit more chest volume. Um, if you're a beginner or even like an intermediate person, I probably wouldn't recommend that. I would only recommend that to someone who like knows what they're doing. Or obviously if you have a trainer that knows what they're doing, and they're doing that, then that's fine. But if you're a new person and you're just like, I want to work the chest all the time, and you're just putting an extreme amount of chest volume, that could be really detrimental. So be careful with that adjustment. The next priority, um, again, don't leave triceps as an afterthought. So first, I just made a point of make sure you train the triceps, but then also this one, don't leave triceps as, as an afterthought. So when you're just, when I'm designing the push workout, I don't want to make it all chest, all, all sorry, all chest, all shoulders. And then at the end, I tack on one tricep exercise and that's my work because if you think about it doing three sets of a tricep exercise twice a week you're only doing six working sets per week if you don't know a lot about volume six working sets per week is not a lot especially for like a smaller like muscle group which can take um i believe if i'm getting this right it can take like closer to like 20 weekly sets or something like that um that's a really don't take that <laughs> take that number with a grain of salt but my point being six weekly sets is not a lot of volume it's not enough volume to actually get proper um, results for most people um and now moving on to the chest um i wanted to like i said include a movement for my upper chest because it was my personal weak point if you have a less developed lower chest you can of course um include a movement for that um, my lower chest isn't developed great either but my upper chest i know is a huge weak point for me so that's why i want to really emphasize that and then also i want to include a movement for adduction you should always have a movement for adduction in any chest workouts period um because it's that important but then also for me another weakness of mine like another weak point is my inner chest um which can be a little bit preferentially hit by adduction um by exercises that do adduction so i wanted to include that as well but even if I didn't have a, like a less developed upper chest, sorry, inner chest, I would definitely still include an adduction exercise because it's just that important for getting the most out of your chest workouts. Um, again, talking about chest, I wanted to make sure I included and prioritized adequate strength work. Strength work that's always going to be the bench press for me. I'm it's just I'm just basically saying make sure you don't forget about the bench press or don't put in like a dumbbell bench press. I want to focus on the barbell bench press. I want to make sure I'm doing that and improving strength because I got a real big awake, like wake up call in my fitness assessment class where we were doing a bunch of fitness assessments like um, planks, curl ups, push ups, um, YMCA bench press. I did phenomenal in the plank. I got, a, by the way, I just want to brag real quick. I got a 330 plank, three minute, 30 seconds. That's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Um, I did good curl ups. I did really good curl ups. I did good at the push ups. I sucked at the YMCA bench press because the YMCA CA bench press um, by ACSM standards, which is the American College of Sports Medicine. It's kind of like the the big boss in terms of sports medicine, personal training, all that. I'm um, like, there are obviously all other organizations, but ACM, ACSM is like probably the most widely recognized. And it's 
the one where if you go to get a checkup and they're giving you fitness tests, they're going to be using probably ACSM standards. Um, so for ACSM standards, the YMCA bench press test, you're doing an 80 pound barbell um, for however many reps you can do um, at a certain metronome. So I knew I could do 85 at a, like I can only do 85 pounds and this is a low number I know. Keep in mind I'm skinny and I don't train bench press like hardly ever when I did this. Um, so I did this like a couple days ago. I up to this point have barely trained bench press at all. I could do 11 reps for 80, like 85 pounds. No, I went up to 90 pounds. I could do 90 pounds for 11 reps. I did 11 reps of 80 because of the tempo. I wasn't able to squeeze out those extra couple. Um, so I only got to 11 reps. But the guy who spotted me said 13, but I know that's not true. So I was in the very poor category. Like there's like a bunch of categories. There's like excellent, very good, good, above average, below average. There's a bunch of categories. I was in the lowest category for my age group. Big, big wake up call that I need to start working on chest strength. So I'm definitely going to be making sure I increase my bench press strength from now on because I've got... <laughs> I've remembered how weak I truly, truly am. Uh, so I'll, I'll make sure to try and fix that from now on. Um, moving on to the shoulders, I want to make sure I'm, first of all, again, doing some strength work for the shoulders um, because shoulders are just a really utilized movement and just functional moves, like movements um, in your day-to-day -day life. Then I also want to make sure I include isolation work for all three of the heads, the frontal head, the lateral head, and the rear delt. Sorry, frontal delt, front delt lateral delt and rear delt. And then for the triceps, again, I want to make sure I emphasize the long head. This is just a normal thing that I want to make sure I'm doing for the triceps in every tricep workout because the long head just makes up such a large portion of the tricep. And I am mainly going for aesthetics when it comes to triceps, so it makes sense to work on the long head. Now, moving on to the exercises that I may include, kind of the brainstorm options I threw out there, chest. For the chest, obviously, barbell bench press. Number one, that's not even an exercise that I may include. Spoiler alert, that will be included for obvious reasons because it's an incredible exercise and it helps for building strength and over time building hypertrophy because of progressive overload. <clears throat> I also um, added a p possibility of um, doing the low incline bench press. So low incline, not high incline, um, because the high incline, you tend to work your shoulders a lot um, and it takes away from the upper chest. I mentioned this in my um, episode about ranking best to worst chest exercises, how the low incline bench press, like 30 to 45 degrees ish, is just better than the uh, than the um, like higher incline incline bench press because, like I just said, the shoulders tend to take over too much. So low incline barbell <clears throat> barbell or dumbbell, I wasn't really sure. Um, and again, this is for upper chest. Um, there's also an exercise called the UCV raise. Um, Athlean X. I'll link. The video which I saw that from, I don't remember which one I saw that from, but I'll find it. UC varies, excuse me, essentially you can do a cable or dumbbell. I prefer cable because if I, when I do dumbbell, I kind of feel my delt take over a little bit. And again, this is meant to be upper chest. So essentially you're doing, um, have your arm a little bit less, at an, like a little bit at an angle less than 45 degrees. Grab the, um, face forward. <clears throat> grab the um low cable and then you kind of keep your elbow keep your arm bent the same way and then you'd use the upper chest fibers to bring it up and you want to bring your elbow to midline and your hand should kind of end about above the opposite shoulder it's a really bad description 
check out the video after this episode. You'll see what I mean. It's an up. It's a great upper chest movement. Um, so I was kind of between those two exercises as to which upper chest movement I would do. I also was thinking about the one arm cable crossover because while the UCV race does get a, does get a little adduction, the one arm cable crossover is a primarily adduction based exercise. Um, and it's just an exercise I've used forever. It's an incredible exercise for adduction. Um, any development of my outer chest region um, has been from this exercise, it feels like. So I can definitely attest to how this exercise works. Um, you get a great contraction for the chest, and I do it anytime I can when I'm doing chest workouts. Then the last chest exercise is the dips. Um, dips are just an incredible exercise in general. Um, while I'm not emphasizing lower chest, dips are a great option if you are emphasizing lower chest. Uh, if you are looking to emphasize that, do dips. You can do it with a, a looped band if you um, can't do body weight, or you can do body weight, or you can do it with a um, with a belt and a weight plate if you need to do heavier. It's incredible, very versatile. Um, you can load it very like different ways, as I just mentioned. Great, great exercise. So I was considering considering adding it just because. Um, going on to shoulders, first of all, overhead press. Kind of the standard shoulder move. Um... <clears throat> Excuse me. It works the shoulders and it is good for its uh, primarily strength-based movements. Um, this is another one where it's kind of like I'm going to include it because I'm looking to, to develop shoulder strength. Um, then you go into kind of more the isolation exercises, the lateral raise, frontal raise, the urlocker, which is a rear delt movement. Again, I will have that linked below um, the Athlete X video. Um, other exercises I was looking at were the high pull, which is good for the lateral delts. Um, but not the upright row. I've talked about that in this podcast before because that puts your shoulder in a bad position, which over time can potentially lead to impingement and shoulder issues in general. Um, and then also the reverse pec deck. This is another rear delt exercise. However, I don't know how much I like this exercise because this is one of those exercises that's going to hit like the traps and the rear delt. So it's like a generally a back movement. It's not a rear delt isolation movement by any means. And if I can use something like the Urlocker, which is a rear delt isolation movement, for the most part, it, you, you'll get the traps involved with the Urlocker a little bit, but it is more focused on the um, rear delt than the reverse pec deck is. And the reason I didn't want to just go with like the... Sorry, I just paused it for whatever reason, just paused. Um, what I was saying was, and the reason if you're wondering oh, why I didn't go with kind of like the reverse delt version of the raise, like the, um, the rear delt fly, it's because... Um, it's because of reason that will be described in the Athlete X video, describing the Urlocker, but basically the elbow doesn't really get far enough back. Um, and the more your elbow gets back, the more your rear delt's working. The Urlocker allows you to get your elbow a little bit farther back. Now, exercises for the triceps. I was thinking about doing the line tricep extensions, the incline tricep kickbacks, the rocking tricep pushdowns, and the one-arm overhead rope extensions. Those are all really long names, but those are all great exercises that I was considering using. Um, but only a couple, uh, so only some of these exercises that I've said are going to be actually in the workout, but I want to, again, go over exercises that I thought I might include. Um, so you can kind of see my thought process on that. <clears throat> so now I'm going to go over the actual exercises in the workout and the sequence that they're in. Um, so exercise one, the barbell bench press, standard. Um, exercise two is going to be a superset, um, between dumb, it's dumbbell incline bench press superset it with one arm cable crossover. The third exercise is going to be barbell overhead press, just the standard barbell overhead press. The fourth exercise is another superset. Um, it's the incline line tricep extensions. 
and the inclined tricep kickbacks, supersetted for convenience and because they're working the same muscle and because they're working the long head in two different positions. Um, but anyway, sorry, um, back to the actual workouts, exercises. Um, the fifth exercise is another superset. There are a few supersets in this. Um, it's between three exercises. It's the three delt exercises. So it's the dumbbell lateral raises with strict, strict, strict form. The dumbbell incline front raise. Or sorry, dumbbell incline front raises. And the airlocker. And then the final exercise, exercise six, is the rise, rocking tricep pushdown. Now, you might have heard all that and, and thought that's a lot. It kind of is. It's a very dense workout, but it's dense. It's not going to take you super long time, especially with the supersets. It sounds like a lot. Um, the the um, excuse me, the shoulder ones aren't going to take you that long because you're just doing back to back to back. The um, the chest one might take a little bit longer because you are going to have to go to the from the bench to the cable machine in the gym. Um, and then the tricep one, you're on the incline bench for both times, so it's not too bad of a switch. So now, going into actually like each um, part of the workouts, and I'm going to go into more detail on each part and why it was done the way it was done. So first of all, in the first exercise, the barbell bench press, obviously it was picked for the strength gains and the progressive overload gains. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing more to say about it. We all know why the bench press is a great exercise. Um, it's great for building strength and progressive overload, which over time will be a big driver for hypertrophy. Um, the set and rep range, we're going to do one warm-up set. You can do two warm-up sets, obviously, um, as well. And then we're going to do four sets of eight to ten reps. So we're still, while we are trying to go heavy-ish to the point where we're getting close to failure on this because we're trying to push weight and increase our strength gains, um, we are still doing an eight to ten rep range. Now, obviously, if you're more comfortable, then this is and yeah, I should say this is for me. I have not really gone into deeper like six to eight rep ranges. Um, if you are consistently doing like six to eight rep ranges, go for six to eight rep ranges. That's totally fine. I right now where I am at, I want to slowly work my way down to heavier rep ranges because I do not have the um, like muscular comfortability. I would say with weights of that um weights of that weight um and then for rest um i would do two to three minutes rest um two to three minutes rest is kind of just the standard i use for compound exercises um i've looked at rest periods before and sometimes they go up to like five minutes um for comp like bench press compound exercises although in those cases that's usually when you're lifting like heavy heavy weight and like maxing um, so I generally use two to three minute rest because it's adequate rest when you're doing like strength work and you're working multiple muscle groups. Um, I pretty much, I pretty much do two minute rest. Three minute rest is more for, um, the two to three minute rest is more for kind of adjustment. So as you get more used to it, you can go from three to two minute rest. That's just the range, um, that I recommend to people. I pretty much always go for two minute rest. I don't want to go less than that because I want to make sure that when I'm doing strength work and really trying to push weight, I have adequate rest to be able to do that. But I don't want to go into like three, four, five minutes because that just takes way too long. Um, so the second exercise, <clears throat> the second exercise is the superset between the dumbbell incline bench press and the one arm cable crossover. The reason I did this is because first of all, the superset, um, you're supersetting a pressing movement with the cable crossover, which is going to get you that that adduction that you're not really going to get from the that bench press. 
I will say in a dumbbell bench press, you do get a little bit of adduction because you're able to bring the dumbbells closer together, but it's very minimal. Um, normally, I would superset like a one-arm cable crossover. I think it's better supersetted with the actual barbell bench press. Excuse me. However, I really am trying to just push for strength and for weight on the barbell bench press, and I don't want the cable crossover to potentially detract from that, especially when I can just use it like this and get pretty much the same benefit out of it. Um, the dumbbell incline bench press is a little bit on the heavier side in terms of um, exercises because you are going to use a little bit heavier weights because it is a pressing movement. Um, however, we are going to stick to that 8 to 10 rep range for the same reason I described in the barbell bench press. Same reason. If you're doing 6 to 8, you can do 6 to 8. That's totally fine. Three sets of 8 to 10. And then from the one-arm crossover, of course, it's going to be three sets as well. And then 10 to 12. So the focus of this exercise is just making sure you get full adduction. So your elbow at or at and across midline of your chest, every single repetition, making sure you get there. Um, I would hold it for like a second and then go back to make sure you really get the adduction, get that you want focused, focused, focused contractions. So you can feel every single contraction, really build your mind muscle connection and feel that adduction. Cause trust me, working resisted adduction properly fires up your like chest muscle fibers like nothing else does it's ridiculous especially if you've not used training adduction it's crazy if anything's going to get you sore it's probably this so if you're ch if you're trying to chase soreness trying to chase burn trying to chase like actually feeling it in the muscle this is this is the way to do that and then for the superset um one to two minute rest um again two minutes rest um because it's like a pressing movement that's why it's one to two minute rest um, I would kind of stick for me, I'd probably stick like 130. So if you're newer to this, just go to two and then kind of wane down. And if you really, as you really get used to this, you can wane down towards that one minute rest as well. Um, and I do want to mention that, um, you should be treating rest times, not as like a waste of time because rest times are a very, very important time in your workout. If you're not giving yourself adequate rest, it's going to affect your performance in that workout as well as potentially your performance throughout the week. And over time, it's just going to, if you're not treating your rest, your rest periods properly, it can really affect your long-term muscular strength and muscular hypertrophy gains. <clears throat> so I just wanted to say that real quick. Um, and if you're looking at terms of progressive overload, decreasing your rest time can also be used as a, as a form of progressive overload. However, I would not use that as your primary form. I would use things like a bench press and building strength gains as your primary form of progressive overload um the third exercise is going to be the barbell overhead bench or sorry the barbell overhead press not bench press um this is going to be four sets to four to six so i'm going a lot heavier of a rep range on this um and because i'm going a shorter rep range i'm able to do a fourth set because of the time difference if i were to do four sets of 10 that would take a lot longer than four sets of four to six um, so I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm pushing heavier weight on this. And the reason I'm comfortable going four to six is because I've done this before on barbell overhead presses. Um, and because also this, in my opinion, um, training heavy on the barbell overhead press could potentially have some carryover to the bench press. You're not pressing like in the same plane. However, you are getting your shoulders used to, um, <clears throat> used to pressing heavy weight, which can have some carryover and um, benefits to the bench press in my opinion um so four by four to six for the barbell overhead press um and then you're doing one to two minute rest this is again because it's a it's a strength movement however it is not a compound movement because you're just pre you're pretty much just using the shoulders 
Um, so where the barbell bench press is two to three minutes because it's compound and strength, um, the barbell overhead press, because it's strength and we're doing heavy weights, I'm going to give myself a little bit more rest time. So I'm doing one to two minutes. Hopefully you can kind of see like the pattern for the rest times for me. Um, so that is the third exercise. The fourth exercise is the superset between the incline lying tricep extensions and the incline tricep kickbacks. Now, I don't think I've actually discussed what the incline lying tricep extension is. Essentially what it is, is it's a low incline, just like the incline tricep kickback. It's a low incline bench. And what it does is putting yourself at that position allows you to get your, all it does is it makes it slightly easier to get your arms far enough back to make sure that at the top, because I've talked about it with this exercise, how you, the one thing you don't want, really don't want to do with this exercise is make sure that at the top where you're fully extended, your arms are parallel to gravity or perpendicular to the floor, right? You want to make sure they're still angled backwards. So you're still getting that tension on the triceps. Being in this slightly inclined position just makes that a little bit easier. That's all it does. Um, and plus for convenience, because um, you're doing the tricep kickbacks on an incline bench, it helps with convenience for the superset. That's all. In case you were like, what is incline lying tricep extensions? I haven't heard him say that before. That's all it is for. It just makes it slightly easier to execute properly and it makes it a little bit more convenient for the superset. So incline lying tricep extensions, three sets of eight to 10. So it's still in the moderate rep range, but you can go a little bit heavier on this exercise. Um, three sets of eight to 10. This is an exercise you can use like a barbell on. If you're worried about wrist, um, issues, you can use an easy bar or dumbbells. Totally up to you. I'm going to try the barbell. I haven't actually done it with a barbell. I'm going to try the barbell if I can, because I'm just able to do more weight that way. And I want to, um, have like a strong, this, cause this is the primary like strength building, um, tricep exercise, at least in this workout. If I were to do a close grip bench press or a pin, um, close grip or a safety pin, close grip bench press, then obviously that would be the primary strength movements for this um excuse me for this workout however in this workout the incline line tricep extension functions as that strength building tricep movements so you want to try and increase the weight as long as obviously you're doing proper form um and you're doing everything correctly and you're making sure not to go too far forward and the um, um concentric portion of this movement um like we just talked about then push weight on this exercise is what i'm trying to say then incline tricep kickbacks, three by 12 to 15. Um, and then at the end of this whole superset, you're going to get one minute rest. Um, the reason it's three by 12 to 15 is because tricep kickbacks, you're not trying to go heavy on this. You're trying to get like the crossover. You're trying to get a mindful contraction. The tricep kickback I've talked about before, it gets your long head into that good position to hit the long head. Um, and the opposite way that it hits, that the long head is hit with the lying tricep extension um, because you're getting into shoulder extension, your arms back behind your body, um, that puts your long head in that position to be hit um, more preferentially. Um, <clears throat> and because of the position of your arms, your arms are going to be about perpendicular to the force of gravity, which means there's going to be um, peak tension, like a lot of tension in that contraction. And because you're getting um, <clears throat> excuse me, and because you're getting the long head so well, you're also getting peak contraction. So you're um, this exercise helps you get peak force at the peak contracted state, which is an incredible stimulus for growth and for strength gains. Um, so you want to make sure you take this exercise seriously. And in every single rep, you need to do it. You need to focus. This is one of those exercises you definitely need to focus on one rep at a time, not just, okay, let me get 15 reps. Every single rep needs to count. Every single rep needs to be done right because every single rep matters, especially for this exercise. 
um, because you're getting such a good stimulus and because it is so dependent on you doing it right, you want to make sure you're going to full extension back behind the body every single time. And for that, do not try and push weight on this exercise, okay? You want it to be difficult and like challenging, but you don't want it to be to be to the point where you're kind of rocking your the weight back, you're not getting the full extension, and you're not even getting your arms kind of up behind your body. Make sure the point is make sure you do it right. And then with the one minute rest, one minute rest is kind of the standard I do for isolation movements. <clears throat> Excuse me. If I'm doing heavier weight, I could potentially say one to one and a half minutes on this because you are going to use a little bit heavier weight on the inclined line trussive extensions. In fact, yeah, that I would do that. That was a mistake on my part. It would be one to one thirty rest for this. One minute rest is my standard for isolation movements. Um, <clears throat> I don't really go lower than one minute unless I'm doing it for a specific reason. For instance, like metabolic training or to try and use it as an intensity technique. One minute is like the standard that I use based on everything that I've seen from what I've looked at. That's just kind of my standard that I use. Um, the fifth exercise is the um, all the deltoid isolation exercises. Superset between the dumbbell lateral raises, the dumbbell, dun, sorry, the dumbbell incline, front raises, and the urlocker. Urlocker, again, I'm not even going to try to explain that. <laughs> Just watch the video after this. Essentially, it is a rear delt movement um, that I've been using, and I love it because it's different than just the standard rear delt, like fly, um, and because it just, I think it's more effective. Um, the dumbbell lateral raise is just a classic for hitting the lateral deltoid. The, dumb, or the dumbbell front raise, classic for hitting the front raise. The only new thing about that is the dumbbell incline front raise. Um, I got these from Athlean-X, however, I don't know of a video to link um about it but basically you're just doing a front raise but on an incline bench so you're doing an incline bench and this is like a high incline bench you're essentially almost sitting up straight to the point where when your arms are dangling they're going to be behind your body so if you're standing up obviously and your arms are just relaxed at your sides they're going to be kind of even with your body but if you're going on an incline <clears throat> excuse me if you're sitting down on an incline bench and then just letting your dang your arms dangle down, they're going to be your shoulders are going to be in more extension. Your arms are going to be behind your body. And what that does is it puts the front delt in a little bit of a stretched position. It puts it in a little bit of a stretched position when you start the movements. So there's a potential for more gains and a better contraction. Um, however, the one thing I will note on doing an incline um front raise is if you only go to the point where it's just parallel to the floor, because normally when you're doing a standing um, dumbbell front raise, you lift up to the point where your arms are now parallel to the floor. If you do that on the incline um, bench, and then you have your arms out in front of you parallel to the floor, and then you were to sit up, you would see that your arms are actually tilted slightly downward. So you do need to go a little bit farther up when you're doing an incline front raise than you think you do because of the change in angle of your torso, if that makes sense. Now, um, the airlocker, again, you're going to have to watch the video. But the airlocker, like all the other two movements, are going to be three sets of 10 to 12 reps. This is just a moderate to light, um, excuse me, moderate to light rep range. Um, so you can focus on form because that's the specifics of this exercise. And because it is an isolation exercise, um, we're not really going to be trying to push weight because it doesn't make sense to. Just focus on the contraction and um, how you're feeling the actual exercise. But of course, choose a weight that will be challenging because if you just choose a two pound lateral raise, and you're just wrapping up 40, there's no point in you doing it. <laughs> um, and I do want to make a note for the lateral raise specifically, you do want to make sure you're having strict form. So um, if you haven't seen my episode about quick tips to fit your, fix your lateral raise form, you can go check that out. Um, and make sure you're doing strict form and doing it properly. 
I help I find that the scooping under the fence cue and um and um thinking about your actual delt shortening as you go up in the movement those two cues help me a lot um I describe those cues in more detail in the actual episode um but those cues help me a lot I do those all the time and when I do strict form that's what I do um because it just helps me feel the lats um the lateral deltoid even better and finally the last exercise we're going to be going over is the rocking tricep pushdown so um the reason i'm tacking this on at the end is because i want to just i don't want to only hit the triceps in that one time i want to kind of re-hit them um towards the end of the workout and because generally speaking the triceps are hit <coughs> excuse me triceps are usually hit at the end of the workout um and i just kind of wanted to hit them twice throughout the workout so it's like it gets a little bit of rest, and then I hit them again. Um, not too heavy, but with a little additional movement. The rocking tricep pushdown, rocking modification to make sure you're getting um, more tension throughout the movements. Um, as I talked about in my raking tricep exercises um, episode, which was the previous episode to this episode. Definitely you should check that out. Good episode with, I just said episode like six times, but it's a good episode with a lot of good information. Um, and the rocking tricep pushdown, the main reason why I select this exercise is because it allows you to, it's one of those exercises you can really focus on full extension. You should be fully extending your, your arm in, on all tricep movements, but it's easier to focus, I find, on, focus on that, on this exercise than some other exercises. And the reason you're trying to focus on full extension specifically is because it helps emphasize the activation of the medial head. Um, if you're trying to excuse me, if you're trying to boost the aesthetic appearance of your medial head, um, which is something I definitely need to work on, this is an exercise you could use for that. Or just in general, making sure you're going to full extension on every single tricep exercise is another way to help. So for this exercise, we're going to be doing three times 10 to 12, stand, pretty standard. Uh, although if you are um, running low on time, you can do two sets of uh, excuse me. So I'm going to make that modification because I didn't before, but you can do um, two sets as well because you already did six working sets of tricep work so it is okay if you do two sets of this in fact i probably just go ahead and say do two sets of this unless you're someone who wants to push a little bit more volume squeeze a little bit more volume out so two to three sets of 10 to 12 depending on your situation depending on how much time you have depending on how much volume you're trying to accrue in this workout um and then <clears throat> one minute rest as i said one minute rest is kind of the standard for um isolation work there's a one minute rest in the superset for the triceps um the tricep isolation movements there's a one minute rest after this exercise i don't remember if i mentioned the one minute rest for the shoulder um for the shoulder superset if i didn't apologies um there's a one minute rest for that superset um that's it for that i do want to go back and make one quick note about um positioning um just kind of a broad note about positioning i started out with the excuse me i started out with the um barbell bench press because it's like the one i want to be the most fresh for um i have a warm-up set to accommodate for that i want to be the most fresh for that because i'm really trying to push weight and get strength gains on that um the third exercise after the so after that there's a superset and after that there's, there's the barbell overhead press the reason i didn't have that right after the bench press um, while it is a strength movement, so I did want to prioritize it a little bit in the workout, I didn't want to have it right after my other heavy pressing movements, um, because while it is a, like, bench press is pressing in a different, like, plane than the barbell overhead press is, it is still a heavy press movement, and I didn't want to go back-to-back -to -back with heavy press movements. I wanted to give myself a little bit of break on that. Um, and then after that, I have the incline line tricep, the tricep, the tricep superset. 
Um, normally triceps are worked toward, like at the end of a push workout. However, I did mention I wanted to prioritize the triceps a little bit more um, for myself. I thought it was important to do so, as well as just in general. Um, I didn't want to leave triceps as like the end thing. I didn't want this. I didn't want the workout to end up being a section of the first section is all chest, the second section is all shoulder, the third section is all tricep. I wanted to distribute it a little bit more throughout the workouts um, to make sure throughout the entire workout, my all three muscles are being worked. So that's kind of why um, you see the shoulder at the end, um, tricep kind of in the middle. I will say pretty much all my chest workout is front loaded, um, but honestly, I'm kind of okay with that because it gets it out of the way and allows me to focus on the shoulder and the tricep more isolation movements. Um, because kind of the whole second half of the workout is isolation movements. So I'm okay with getting the chest workout done as well as I, I do just want to prioritize the chest. Honestly, it is a priority for me, um, to develop it aesthetically as well as strength wise for the bench press. Um, so that's actually, that's it for today's episode. Um, 36 minutes or 37 minutes. It's a long episode, but honestly, I feel like I was pretty concise with it. Um, I gave you a lot of information, a lot of, um, I believe useful tips and information as to kind of how I go about designing a workout plan, <clears throat> how I go about designing a workout and maybe you guys can use this workout or make adjustments for yourself or just in general use the ideas I described to you about how to make a workout and then use it for yourself. That would be cool. Regardless, I hope you found it informative. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, when, this is on, when this is on YouTube, eventually, um, leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment. Email me at the email in my podcast description if you would like um, for any questions, suggestions, feedback, ideas, concerns, any of that. Um, and have a great rest of your day. Goodbye. That didn't end. Goodbye again. <laughs>